1: It is Wednesday, January 11th, and this is People Every Day. Hello again, it's me, Janine Rubenstein. The Golden Globes blew up my timeline last night. The big question was answered, will Hollywood show up? And the answer was a resounding yes. We saw big names, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, and Selena Gomez in attendance. It seems like there were split feelings on Gerard Carmichael's hosting duties. Some folks loved him, others felt uncomfortable at times. And Eddie Murphy went there and joked about the famous Will Smith, Chris Rock, Oscars slap. So much to talk about today, including, of course, winners, losers, and surprises. But first, let's see what else has been making noise out there in the world. Next week, the Chrisleys are going to prison. In November, Chrisley Knows Best stars Todd and Julie Chrisley were sentenced to a combined prison term of 19 years after a jury convicted the couple of a multi-million dollar bank fraud and tax evasion scheme. The husband and wife duo filed a motion for bail pending appeal, but court records show that motion was denied. The court also denied their request to extend their surrender date by 21 days. This means that this coming Tuesday, January 17, and Todd will begin his 12-year sentence at Federal Prison Camp Pensacola, while Julie will spend the next seven years, two and a half hours away, at Federal Correctional Institution and Federal Prison Camp Mariana. The reality TV stars plan to appeal their conviction, and in a statement previously provided to People, their attorney, Alex Little, of Burr and Foreman LLP said, in part, their trial was marred by serious and repeated errors, including the government lying to jurors about what taxes the couple pay paid based on these issues we are optimistic about the road ahead end quote after they fulfill the terms of the sentencing todd and julie will serve three years of supervised release according to the north district of georgia u.s attorney's office we will definitely keep tabs on their appeal and any further developments Moving on, we finally have our 2023 Coachella Headliners. The complete list of the Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival has arrived, and there are some big names, including Phoebe Bridgers, Charlie XCX, The Kid Leroy, Burna Boy, Bjork, Calvin Harris, and that's only a sliver of the dozens of performers fans can expect to see on stage. And all of those names are in addition to those in the top billing. Bad Bunny is headlining Friday night, Blackpink will have the top slot for Saturday, and Frank Ocean has the audience for Sunday night. Bad Bunny is coming off a career year and will be fresh off of last year's trek around the globe on his world's hottest tour. 2023 marks Blackpink's first return to the festival since 2019 when they became the first all-female K-pop group to perform at the event. And Frank Ocean was set to headline in 2020, but Well, you know, a pandemic sort of got in the way of that, so I'm sure Ocean and fans are very excited that he'll be on stage this year. The festival runs back-to-back weekends, April 14th to 16th, and April 21st to 23rd. Limited passes for the first weekend are available on Coachella's website, and presale for the second weekend begins this Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific. And now, let's turn our attention to all of the glitz and the glam that was last night's Golden Globes.
0: I am your host, Gerard Carmichael. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. And I'll tell you why I'm here. I'm here because I'm black.
1: That was the sound of comedian Gerard Carmichael addressing the controversy surrounding the Hollywood foreign press right out of the gate last night as he hosted the 80th Golden Globe Awards. The night was filled with moments that touched our hearts, made us laugh and dropped our jaws, which made it seem like the Globes were back. And Hollywood had reopened their arms and minds to the award program. There is so much to cover, and we are going to get to all of it on today's show. So please welcome People's Senior TV Editor, Brienne Heldman, and Entertainment Weekly's awards correspondent, Dave Carger. Guys, welcome back to the show. Thanks. Thank you. All right, Gerard, let's start there. Going into the night, I feel like, you know, there must have been this weight on his shoulders as the master of ceremonies for the Globes. And everyone was wondering how he was going to address the controversy that surrounded the show. So how do you guys think he handled it?
0: I thought he was really brave to kind of tackle it all head on. He said things where I was thinking to myself, did he really say that? I think he brought a very different vibe than I've ever seen at the Golden Globes or any award show for that matter. And it kind of took me by surprise, sometimes in a good way and sometimes in a not so good way. I thought he was really interesting and introspective and sensitive and thoughtful. But at the same time, I don't think kindergarten teacher asking everyone to be quiet was the best vibe to run with and lead with throughout the show. So I think the presenters at the Golden Globes had to kind of make up for the lack of energy that he sometimes provided.
2: I was glad, like Dave said, that he hit it head on. And I completely agree about the kindergarten teacher thing. That really kind of bugged me as the night went on. But one of the other things that took some of the energy out of the room were some of the jokes that felt like a little too much. There was a joke about Whitney Houston dying at the hotel where they were, and the Scientology joke. And our reporters who were in the room all said when he made the comment about Shelley Miscavige, there was just this giant audible gasp. Like, what? He really, he went there? What?
1: Well, let's just listen to what he said.
0: Backstage, I found these uh, three Golden Globe Awards that Tom Cruise returned. Uh, Look, I'm... Just the host briefly or whatever, but I have a pitch. I think maybe we take these three things and exchange them for the safe return of Shelly Miskovich.
1: It was a social media fire as well after that, right?
2: I mean, most people felt he had gone too far. There were some people slamming saying, the hotel that killed Whitney Houston, please never hire this guy again. Horrible host. Frankly, it was, it was too far. It was too far.
0: It struck me as someone who was doing this job never wanting to do it again. When you saw Tina Fey and Amy Poehler host the Golden Globe so brilliantly and with the kind of smirk on their face and with a twinkle in their eye, you got the sense that they were doing it but also auditioning to do it again. Gerard Carmichael, you got the sense that he was just going to burn it down. I'm curious if the whole $500,000 paycheck is real because I know that Oscar hosts make way, way less than that. So maybe the NBC really needed to throw a ton of money at him in order to get him to do it. I don't know if he was joking. My guess is that he wasn't. So my <laughs> sense is that Gerard was like, I'm making a half a million dollars. I'm doing this one and done. I'm, and then I'm out.
1: Well, moving on to some of the other big talked about moments of the night. Ki Hui Kwan addressed Steven Spielberg, who gave him his first job in Indiana Jones. Regina Hall could not keep her composure, accepting on behalf of Kevin Costner, who won for Yellowstone. Uh, Michelle Yeoh threatened the pianist for playing her off. And Eddie Murphy, in the acceptance for his Cecil B. DeMille Award, gave a list for up-and-coming actors and a blueprint to follow in the business.
0: Just do these three things pay your taxes, (laughs) mind your business, and keep Will Smith's wife's name out your (laughs) mouth. I mean,
1: he went there. So, Dave, again, let's start with you and your thoughts on some of these talked about moments.
0: So, I really loved Kiwi Kwan's speech, and I just love his whole award season journey. And the fact that here's this guy who's my age, like 50, who was this child star And everyone loved him as Short Round and everyone loved him in The Goonies. And then decades went by and he was working in Hollywood, kind of behind the scenes. And now here he is having this incredible moment. And he's reuniting with all of these people like Harrison Ford, famously, where they took the picture together. And then now Steven Spielberg. And he's having all of these amazing moments and everyone is so happy for him and impressed with what he's been able to do in everything, everywhere, all at once. And from the same movie, yeah, Michelle Yeoh, she's just so charming. And I think people are really excited to see her getting all of this acclaim, too. And and it was kind of her Julia Roberts moment. Remember when Julia Roberts accepted the Oscar and she talked about the stick man, Bill Conti, the conductor, trying to play her yes. off? And she was like, no, no, yes. no, I see you, stick man. That was, <laughs> that was Michelle speaking to Chloe Flower, the beautiful and brilliant piano player.
2: So actually, they've come out and said that that was a track. It wasn't Chloe Flowers playing her <gasps> oh. off. And people will probably be talking to Chloe Flowers today because the poor girl has gotten got yelled at by all of these winners. And oh, she, no. had, so she was so good and she had such flair, but apparently that was a track. And I think at some point, Gerard Carmichael tried to correct that because Twitter was going crazy about it. And I don't know that it landed, but Chloe Flowers, you're fabulous. We love you. And I'm sure Michelle Yeoh does
1: too. Well, I know there was a lot of conversation leading up to the show about who would actually attend and if Hollywood was going to embrace it as it had in the past. But the room looked stacked, right? Definitely some surprises there. Who were some of the bigger names that you saw and you were like, oh, they came?
2: I think... Half the room was going, oh, they came to Brad Pitt, who must have been sitting right directly in the eyeline from the microphone in the front row because half the winners were like, oh my God, there's Brad Pitt. But Brunson got completely distracted from her speech at one point. Uh, So I think people were super excited to see him. But, you know, there were still a handful of people who weren't there. Kevin Costner wasn't there because of the flooding in California. He was in Santa Barbara and just simply couldn't get there. Of course, it was wonderful to see Margot Robbie and Michelle Williams. And Rihanna and ASAP Rocky, yes. right?
1: Oh my goodness. They looked so amazing. Who knew Mama was stepping out for a date night? I just loved seeing them there. Totally unexpected. But guys, there is still plenty more Globes gabbing to get to, including the big night for House of the Dragon. Yes, Zendaya's absence. And of course, we have to talk about America's favorite, the one and only Jennifer Coolidge. Trust me, you You definitely want to stick around to hear her amazing one liners. We, all of us, Brianne and Dave, will be right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. We are back talking all about last night's Golden Globes Awards with Brian Heldman and Dave Carger. Guys, I want to talk about some of last night's big winners. We'll start, of course, with Miss Jennifer Coolidge. Uh, what an icon. She always makes us laugh. And she picked up the Best Supporting Actress in a limited series, anthology, or TV movie trophy for her role as Tanya in The White Lotus. I mean... Who doesn't love her in that role? She's going to be so missed next season. And here's a little of what she told the show's creator, Mike White, in her acceptance speech.
3: Mike White, you have given me hope for, just you've given me a new beginning, even this is the end, because you did kill me off, but it doesn't matter, because even if this is the end, You sort of changed my life in a million different ways and my neighbors are speaking to me, things like that.
1: She truly is just the gift that keeps on giving. So let's talk more about that acceptance speech. She's come a long way, right, Dave?
0: You know what? I remember first discovering her in the movie Best in Show, which was from 23 years ago where she acted opposite Jane Lynch and Christopher Guest, and I was just like, I love her. And meanwhile, she wasn't brand new at that point. She had already been around for a while, but that was kind of like a big breakout moment for her. But that's nothing compared to now. I mean, from Legally Blonde and all these great things that she's done, she's always been a favorite, kind of in a cult following way, But White Lotus has taken her to a completely different level. And now she's a mainstream favorite, an award show favorite. She's won an Emmy. She's now won a Golden Globe. I think she could win a SAG award. She could win another Emmy for season two. She's just beloved and so funny and so entertaining and just seems to be really enjoying this whole moment.
1: Another big winner of the night was Angela Bassett, a queen, both on screen and off, and a friend of this podcast. She won the Best Supporting Actress Award for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and thanked the late, great Chadwick Bozeman in her acceptance speech. And we were surrounded each and every day by the light and the spirit of Chadwick Bozeman. And we have joy in knowing that, well, with this historic Black Panther series, It is a part of his legacy that he helped to lead us to. So moving. And this award was so well-deserved. This is Angela's second Golden Globe, though, right? The last time she won was in 1994 for What's Love Got to Do With It? Can you believe that, Dave?
0: No, it's almost 30 years ago. And I have to say, I do love Angela Bassett. She's always great. But I'm going to be honest with you. This win took me by surprise. I didn't think the Golden Globes were going to give a major acting award for a performance from a Marvel movie. I just didn't think they had it in them. I really Mm. expected Jamie Lee Curtis to win and be another winner from everything, everywhere, all at once. That was one that I didn't predict, but she gave a beautiful speech and I think it bodes well. I think she'll definitely get an Oscar nomination. Can she win for a Marvel movie? I don't know. I, I hear some people who I know are Oscar voters who think the performance is a little bit over the top. I still think Jamie Lee Curtis has the edge in the Oscar race, but Angela Bassett is a strong contender for sure.
1: Oh, I mean, well, it can't not be over the top in a Marvel movie, but it was so
2: perfectly on brand. We cannot talk about Angela Bassett at the Golden Globes last night without talking about how flawless she looked. Like that makeup— It was one of the highlights of the night for me. I'm sorry, like, all of these speeches are great, but Angela Bassett's makeup was just,
1: deserved (laughs) a Golden Globe of its own. Oh my goodness. All the accolades. But there's another thing that deserves all those accolades. Abbott Elementary. You know that show swept at the Globe last night, Brianne.
2: I mean, it was kind of an upset to see Quinta Brunson won for Best Actress in a Comedy. I think most people would have put their money on Gene Smart winning again for Season 2 of Hacks, Mm. which is... Is a phenomenal performance. And then Quinta got it. At the Golden Globes, they don't give awards for the creator and the writer and all of the things. Like, as everyone remembers, Quinta won for writing at the Emmys this year. So, in many ways, I think this was not just an award for her performance as Janine Teague's as much as it was for the whole show and for her creation of the show. And then, of course, it won Best Comedy, but really an outstanding showing for for Abbott Elementary. It did not win in Best Supporting Actress. That went to Julia Garner for Ozark because all of the TV shows are collective together in supporting at the Globes.
1: Oh my goodness, and Julia Garner in Ozark, Lord, honey. Well, I wanna talk about some of the surprise wins of the night. Of course, everyone has their predictions for who's going to take home the gold, but what stood out to you as a, whoa, I didn't see that coming. I'll I'll go to you, Dave.
0: Angela Bassett. I mean, honestly, that to me, <laughs> the, of all of the movie awards, that was the one that was the biggest surprise. There were two that I didn't predict. There was that. And I also thought that Everything Everywhere All at Once was going to win for Best Picture. And instead, they gave it to the Banshees of Inisherin, which would have been my vote. Overall, I wouldn't say there were a ton of surprises in the movie categories, but I do think it's interesting that... Austin Butler for Elvis beat Brendan Fraser, who of course has been very vocal against the Hollywood foreign press. And similarly, Tom Cruise gave his three Golden Globes back and then Top Gun didn't win anything. So I'm Mm. I'm not saying there was retaliation from the HFPA against these people. I don't think it's that nefarious. But do you
2: think there was? Do you think it made a difference?
0: I'm going to flip it and say that I think that it maybe made them look more closely as someone like Austin Butler or it made them look more closely as something like the Fablemans for best picture. Although let's get real, Top Gun, I don't think it is really a Golden Globe winning kind of movie. I think it could win the Oscar, but I, I don't get the sense that a group of journalists, foreign journalists are going to give best picture to a movie like Top Gun Maverick. They're going to give it to something more like Fableman's a more prestigious quote unquote. Yes, type of movie. yeah,
1: I can see that. Well, what about in the TV world? What were the surprises? I mean, and I, and I have a strong opinion about something that someone's calling a surprise oh. that I don't think is a surprise. Oh, well, what was it? House of the Dragon. I think it was so deserving to win Best Drama Series. I loved it. And everyone's like, what?
2: To me, that category weirdly felt like there was not a clear winner to me. They all kind of felt like six, one, half dozen, the other. Nothing jumped out. It was Ozark and Severance, which I would have put my vote on Severance. That was just one of those categories that felt kind of unpredictable because they all felt like Equals. All wonderful shows, but they all felt like
1: equals. Now, two of the top prizes at the Globes are Best Picture, Drama, and Best Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Those went to The Fablemans and The Banshees of Inna Sharon, respectively. Dave, these movies have been making a ton of waves. They both won big last night in other categories. So when it comes to the Oscars for Best Picture, who do you see taking home the top prize?
0: I really do feel like in the overall Oscar race, it's coming down to three movies. I would put Banshees of Inisherin, which is a personal favorite of mine, at number four in the overall Oscar race. I feel like for the Academy, the movies that have the best shot at winning are Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which I would put in third place. And then The Fablements and, as I just kind of alluded to, Top Gun Maverick. I think those two movies are really going to be the two that start vying for the Oscar gold once the Guild Awards start coming out, those are awards that actually have overlap between their voters and the Academy voters. I think there's one person who votes for the Golden Globes who also votes for the Oscars. So I think you can kind of read the tea leaves and look at the movies that did well last night at the Golden Globes and kind of help to shape the Oscar race. But it's really going to be these future Guild Awards that are going to tell the tale and show us what's really in the lead for the Academy Awards.
1: Got it, got it. Well, before I let you guys go, you mentioned it there, the Screen Actors Guild Awards, the SAG Awards that are coming up soon. One award show ends and another begins, we all know. So welcome to award season, y'all. These nominations, are out today. A lot of the same people that were nominated last night are nominated here. So, Brianne, tell me your predictions. Who do you think will win? And and do you think we'll see any repeat winners?
2: Oh, I definitely think we're going to see some repeat winners. One of the tough things for the SAG Awards is, at least in the TV categories, there are no supporting actor categories. So, you have the supporting actors competing against the lead actors. So, you have. Jennifer Coolidge for The White Lotus competing against Julia Garner for Ozark and Laura Linney for Ozark and Zendaya. That's going to be an insane category rounded out with Elizabeth Debicki for The Crown. And I actually would be surprised if Jennifer Coolidge wins it. And then you've got shows like Blackbird, which was so incredible. And you have... Paul Walter Hauser, who won the Golden Globe last night for Best Supporting Actor, up against Taryn Edgerton, who is the lead actor. So you have a lot of shows where their lead and their supporting are up against each other and maybe going to cancel each other out.
1: Who do you have for top win from the motion picture section, Dave?
0: Well, I do think Colin Farrell's kind of on a roll, although the fact that Hong Chao was also nominated for The Whale means that the SAG voters really like The Whale, so you can't count out Brendan Fraser. There's something about that performance that people seem to love. For Best actresses between Cate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh, and it is impossible to predict. I don't personally see how anyone can see Tar and not think that Cate Blanchett, like, deserves all of the <laughs> awards ever known to man.
1: Thank you so much. Uh, everyone listening, you can catch the SAG Awards on Sunday February 26th streaming live on Netflix's YouTube channel and Brianne and Dave so great to have you on thanks again sure thanks thanks guys Well, if there's one thing 2022 taught us, it's that there is no such thing as too much Jennifer Coolidge. I know we mentioned her earlier, but we've got a little more to share. Last night, the White Lotus star was the presenter at the Globes for Best Supporting Actor in a television series. She stepped up to the mic and shared that she was very excited and honored when asked to be a presenter. And then, like a lot of us probably, she was instantly filled with anxiety, thinking about everything that could go wrong.
3: There's no way that I'm going to make it from behind the curtain all the way to the podium w- without breaking my skull, you know, because of all these overwaxed floors and stuff. And um,
1: Jennifer then shared her concerns with one of the show's producers who offered some advice, to which Coolidge shot down pretty quickly.
3: I think she was serious. She said, uh, Jennifer, then why don't you just wear a pair of Crocs? <laughs> and I, I said, well, are you kidding me? Am my, with my Dolce Gabbana dress, you know, all those crazy Italians would lose their
1: minds. Uh, Everything that she says is just perfection. But her biggest concern was getting up there and mispronouncing names, which is fair. People still bring up when John Travolta introduced Adina Manziel as Adele Dazim at the Oscars. But it sounds like Coolidge had reason to worry, thinking she'd butcher a name and become a meme. And then she shared a story about messing up some very famous names.
3: I was at a dinner party one night with, um, I'm not kidding, I sat next to Bill. Bill N naive, Bill Naye. And every time someone came to the table, I was like, "This is Bill N- Nae, Na- Na- e- Na- e- <mumbles>. <mumbles> you know, and I know, and then, but get th- this, I'm serious. Across from me
1: was Kaylee C- 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 Coco CoCo-CoCo. <inaudible> <inaudible> and it was just, you know, it's just a disaster, you know so I I mean, she is simultaneously so relatable and yet just so one of a kind. She truly is hilarious in everything that she does. And Jennifer Coolidge, I got to tell you, we love you. That is all we have for you today, guys. Thanks, as always, for clicking that download button. I'll talk to all of you beautiful people tomorrow right here on People Every Day.